Welcome to IP Frequently. IP Frequently is brought to you by Dominion Harbor Enterprises and is sponsored by IPedia. IPedia, innovation clarity that provides real, actionable patent intelligence. Join our hosts, David Pridham and Brad Sheaf, advancing the issues of intellectual property. Hello and welcome to another episode here of IP Frequently. I am Brad Sheaf. Across from me is my esteemed colleague, David Boom Boom Pridham a man who was actually born completely naked. So, David, what is on your mind today, my friend? Well, one, what you just said about being born completely naked, that's on my mind now. Is it? It's at the top of my mind. It's a good place for it to be. It, <laughs> on top of the stack of the rest of the stuff. It's right that's there. Floating around in that mind of yours. Top of the stack of worthless information. <laughs> <clears throat> but that's, yeah. Yeah, you're not there at this point. That's interesting. That's an interesting um, segue into our um, podcast here today, where we're going to take on the mob point by point and expose with a bright light uh, the inner workings of the mafia, correct? Sounds good. The nefarious deeds of the mafia. Actually, wait, this is this is the IP podcast? Right, this is IP frequently. This is okay. different from the other one. Yeah, Nick's Nick's the oh, Nick's not, the mafia. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. that's yeah. Right. I'm on I'm on four or five of these. In case you don't you don't know, I've got a I've got um, the the one the, the wonderful world of chess. Right. The wonderful world of the mafia. The wonderful world of wild animals. Mutual of Omaha sponsors that. Mm. Um, but no, this is the one about intellectual property. See, I'm on top of things. Right. Top of mind. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I was thinking one of the things we like to focus on here um, is the IP Hall of No. Just kidding. See that everyone <laughs> thought I was going to go in one direction. Right down the IP but Hall I'm going to pull no. like I'm going to pull an OJ Simpson and do a cutback and go in a different direction. Well, this is like it's like a quarterback option where you've placed the ball into the running back and now you've pulled it away. Yeah. And you may throw it or you may run it. Although the OJ reference also probably not appropriate. Well, it's wildly popular. He may, I hear he may get out. It. He may he may get out this uh, this is year. He up for parole or something? He's up for something. <laughs> <He's> up, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. And the good news is he's been working. Surprise, surprise, in the gym while oh. incarcerated. But yeah. uh, um, one of the things we've talked about a lot is the business models, the various business models in the IP right. space, and right. in particular um, the 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 concept of whether or not a public company publicly traded company, if you will, right, can survive as simply a publicly traded company whose entire business is built on enforcing its intellectual property. Right. And so we've seen a lot of companies uh, over the years exit that space, try to segue into new businesses that are, that are different or look different or maybe cosmetic. It mm, may be mm. lipstick on a pig. It may be a whole new pig. It may be bacon. Right. Right? Could be. Yep. Could be. I mean, it could be a big, big crock of broccoli and cheese soup. All right, let me tell you what. I had a delicious broccoli and cheese soup just last night. Maybe a shout-out? You want to give a, a shout-out? Shout-out? Well, it's a shout-out to my daughter, Madison, who made said broccoli and cheese soup from scratch, my friend. Named after the great James Madison, the father of our Constitution. Correct. So, um, anyway, <clears throat> anywho, uh, the, the, the latest news is that Wyland, one of the big... Um, uh, public IP companies is uh, changing its uh, strategy and going away from the enforcement business 
and into um, uh, they're, they're acquiring an Internet of Things company. Some, some kind of operating business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess the question on the table today is, is there any hope for a publicly traded IP company to survive? If so, what does that model look like? If not, what do companies do when they're looking for large capital uh, investments uh, in return for intellectual property? Well, let's look at some of the ones that you probably spring to most <coughs> folks' minds when you're talking about publicly traded patent monetization. Or we just call them right? PIPCOs. Or, like. or the uh, the PIPCO. You ever see the play Pippin? I don't think so. Yeah. Wasn't Pippin a character in uh, Lord of the Rings? Um, you know what's interesting with the Lord of the Rings? My mother never let me watch that because of obvious reasons. Well, the movies came out just a few years ago. Your mom... Still not letting you watch those? You've met my mother, correct? Well, that's true. Yeah, I, I have, and I retract the question. No, but Pippin is a Tony Award-winning musical with music and lyrics by Stephen Schwartz uh, ah. based on the book by um, one, I believe, Robert O. Herson. Hmm. Stephen Schwartz, famous for <clears throat> frequently looking at people and saying, Ah, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. A lot of people don't know that about Stephen. In any event, uh, of course, Ben Vereen cut his teeth playing the part of Pippin Fine dancer back in the day. He's an old song and dance man. man absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where were we? Oh, Pip, Pip, Pipcos, I believe, is where we were. So let, right. let's name some Pipcos if we can. Some that come to mind. So you've got Finjen. Correct. Right? You've got Wyland, up until recently. You've got Marathon. Is that, is that it? Acacia. Acacia. DSS. Okay. Old friend Peter Hartigan's former company, DSS. Ah, yes. I always think of the Diplomatic Security Service. Network One, Corey Horowitz, and the folks at uh, the good folks at uh, Network One. Network One. And how many of those have been successful? Well, I guess the question is, how do you measure, define success? Well, I, I think for a public company, success is oftentimes measured in how your stock does, right? I mean, that's probably the most straightforward way of measuring success. I mean, is it a good investment for the stockholders, or isn't it? Well, from, from where I sit, and I sit in this comfortable seat here in Dallas, um, the question to me always in making an investment is whether or not it, it, the outcome is somewhat predictable mm -hmm. based on discernible metrics. Okay. And the problem with all of these public companies, in my view, is that um, there's no predictability in the licensing business when that licensing is based on enforcement. Um, so when you're relying on courts, when you're relying on juries, when you're sure. relying on the, the PTAB, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> The God federal, help the federal you relying circuit, on the, the PTAB. PTAB or the federal circuit. Hello, electric chair, right? Yes, <laughs> correct. Um, it seems to me that uh, that there's no predictability. So you're literally throwing darts, and the darts are taking the form of your investment capital out the window. So I, 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 I've always been pretty adamant about the fact that I don't see a future for a pure play, litigious um, patent holding company as a public company. It doesn't make sense, and that doesn't even take into account, um, putting aside the predictability, the fact that the minute you are publicly traded, everything is out in the open in terms of all of your deals, 
um, all of your deal flow, all of your transactions, um, and your, your cash, right? Right. And then you obviously get to see how capital gets raised by some of these companies, right? And so for theoretically, your capital should be coming from your product, which in this case would be patent licenses. But with many of these companies, you see their capital coming in in the form of debt and uh, or some combination of debt and equity play because the actual licensing of the patents isn't producing enough capital to keep the company afloat. And that is just an upside-down business model that, as you point out, because it's a public company, is now aired out in front of the public. And so I, I, just, I don't understand where the investors are coming from in these PIPCO models. I, I mean, I don't know if it's just institutional investors are looking to diversify, don't really understand what they're getting into, or what. But it would be interesting to know where people who sink their money into PIPCOs, where they come from, why they're doing it, and what they think the outcome is likely to be. And my hat's off to to Jim Skippen and his team at Wyland for at least having the, the foresight and the courage to try and make a pivot to keep that company and its stockholders uh, you know, in the black. And, and, if, and if a company like Wyland, who you know, was well-managed, had a good plan, if they, if they can't make the, the, the PIPCO model work, then you know, arguably it's tough to make it work. I think even Phil Hartstein at Fingen has, has taken on some operating type of, of uh, investments there as well, right? Yeah. But I, I guess, um, and Hartstein's one of the few examples of a public company that's done well yeah. with the portfolio. They keep beating the PTAB, which, which I think is just fabulous. Yeah, it's hilarious. Um, but even there, when they, in, in all due respect, when they um, come up with these product businesses, it, it seems to me that those are um, somewhat contrived. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at... Yeah, Marathon has done that. Fingen has done that. They're not really entering a new market. What's interesting about this Wyland deal is that they're actually buying um, an IoT company. And if you look back, I think <clears throat> Ringo, another mm-hmm. public company, um, purchased a uh, uh, airport slash mall spa company. Mm-hmm. Not that old fashioned. When I say spa, I don't mean like one of those. You know, half hour in and out type yeah, things right, where yeah. the Bunko squad's going to be right. knocking down the door and the Correct. FBI is the happy ending, e- such and such. I mean, again, I, I've never I, I theorized. Yeah, friends. Yeah. Although they'd probably make more money doing that than the airport. Well, well spot. it is the sort of the world's oldest profession. Yeah. Anyway, you don't see a lot of public companies though, really, in that with that business model. No, it's interesting. You don't. Yeah. You know, I mean, Godfather Three was all about the public company that was being taken over by the La Cosa Nostra. La Cosa Nostra. La Cosa Nostra. Yeah. But it um, it just didn't it didn't work out well. well. It worked out well for some, but not all. Not all. Right. Yeah. As those deals typically do. Yeah, as those deals do. But um, I mean, the whole spa thing gets me because who who actually goes into those airport spas and uses them and puts down money? I mean, that, that's kind of creepy, isn't it? Yes, I never have. Spent a fair amount of time in airports, never been in one of those. Yeah, I mean, you spent a lot of time in the airport restrooms, but not in the spa. Right. right? Yeah. That's where you spend your time. That's where you choose to spend your time. Well, when you have time, and nature calls, my friend. Hey, by the way, how did you like Coachella this past weekend? Did you enjoy it? I didn't go. Did you go? No, but you told me you were going. No. You had that face paint on, you were getting on that plane? Eating I'm those not mushrooms. Even sure I can tell you what Coachella is. To be honest with you. The big. Uh, Let me look it up. Okay. Well, in any event, um, 
So while my colleague is looking up what Coachella is, and this could take a while because he started with the K key, um, I, I, the, the Coachella in, starts with a C. I know. You start with the K. Kurt, thanks to Google. Oh, look. Can, it was in Indio, California at the Empire Polo Club. Yeah, see, those are, I'm very unlikely to. I could have sworn you were show going up there. Or anything like that. It's not my thing. Not your cup of tea? No. You know who would like to go to Coachella? Pippin. Ben Vereen. Ben Vereen himself or just the character? No, I think Ben Vereen would have been a mainstay at Coachella. Let me see if he's, let me see if he's in here. There's a lot of people there. Probably not. I don't see old Ben. Probably not. But it's a, it's a cottage industry, folks, that go to Coachella these days. Mm. <laughs> but in any event, back to the um, public company model. I don't think any company has really succeeded at it. Um, companies like Acacia have done have done okay over the years. But at the end of the day, the revenue is too clumpy. It doesn't lend itself to a public model. No revenue is recurring. Um, and therefore... It's doomed to failure. I would agree with that. I mean, again, I don't, I don't understand why. I don't understand what the draw is for investors. Knowing you, you cannot look at a at a Pipco with any kind of reasonable assurance that you're going to see a return on your investment. Right? I mean, you, you certainly could. There certainly could be a, a big win in court or a big settlement outside of <clears throat> of court where. The investor could see a return, but the the amount that it costs to keep that business model going, you have to continue to acquire assets. And again, I'm just not. At least I'm not aware of any that have done that well and successfully over an extended period of time enough to allow j just your average outside investor to see a return. I'm, I'm I'm quite sure that those that are inside investors have seen a return and gotten out, probably at the expense of the outside investors, but. Um, you know, when, when you're when you're just dealing with the average investor, I'm not sure what they see in that model. And there are so many more defenses available. If you look at uh, Wyland buying that Kimanda portfolio and mm -hmm. doing a quick deal with Samsung that seemed to be negotiated before the Kimanda purchase from Infineon closed, um, you know that's led to all sorts of antitrust allegations and counterclaims, and it's it's a headache and it's difficult to get to. Um, get to money and to do it in, a, in such a transparent way as you have to as a public company. Mm -hmm. I do think you raise a good point about um, the the insiders versus the outside, uh, outsiders. I don't think it's an issue at Wyland. Um, but with some of these companies, there are very, very um, there, there are close dealings with outside slash insiders and there are a lot of, lot of issues there and then I always notice that when you look at some of these public companies again on the assertion side the salaries of the executive seems to be exorbitantly high well yeah I mean I think it's a I think it's a a quick play a relatively short-term play for those that are setting up the business looking to get some quick cash feather their own nest and then get out I've heard that before feathering a nest from a perhaps an bird of some sort i believe i heard it from you i might i might have said it once or twice and uh and then get out right at the expense of at the expense of the rest of the investors now that the I, i'm not quite sure how they think they're going to negotiate the inevitable lawsuits around that but maybe it just doesn't matter maybe they maybe the guys get out and uh leave someone else holding the proverbial bag in the unfeathered nest it would just be sort of a raw twiggy 
nest. I don't know if they'd be comfortable. I don't think it would be. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to have a nest, I would want mine feathered. Yeah. Well, the, mm-hmm. the other thing that I, I would look for, as an, and I don't invest in any of these companies directly, um, but the other thing I would look for is per- historical performance and being able to close multiple deals, uh, multiple verticals, um, both in terms of bringing portfolios in and out licensing them. And a lot of the, 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 the companies we mentioned just don't have teams capable of doing that, it seems to me. Yeah. Again, from my perspective. In your feathered nest. I'm Relatively I'm, comfortable feathered nest, I, no? I would, I would disagree. About which? Your nest is comfortable or it's feathered or that you have a nest at all? Well, first of all, I'm a, I, 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 I'm a my pillow guy. Okay. okay. So the guy on TV, the inventor. Love that guy. Who's now yeah. out suing. Well, we're very much pro-inventor. Protecting, protecting his invention, suing um, right. thieves of his intellectual property. Correct. I, I'm not a big... I've never liked the feathers in the pillows. They've always bothered me. The, there, there is a dander issue there mm-hmm. with these down comforters and down pillows mm-hmm. that is problematic from a sleeping point of view, right? Well, when I sleep, if you have allergies. Well, if you have allergies, or even if you... I mean, first, and then you're laying on these... Fe- they're just not... It's not my cup of tea. To steal a phrase from you. Okay. Yeah. Right. All right. So uh, we've resolved that to the extent that we're going to, certainly. I also sleep on a Tempur-Pedic bed because it's good for my back. It is good for your back. Yeah. It is. I'm not going to lie. No, no. But there's nothing wrong with a Tempur-Pedic bed, especially in your case where there's literally an entire family no. sleeping on set. Well, we've hit hard times at the Pridham household, so we've got four of us in that bed. At yeah, that's right. It's a little house on the prairie. I was woken up the other night. There's pounding on my skull, and I thought, "Boy, mm. I have a weird headache." And then I realized my almost two-year-old daughter was just hitting me in the top of the head with her heel that she was just picking up and smacking down, picking up and just smacking whacking down. the old man. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> and she was she was sound asleep while doing it. I think. I hope. Oh, I doubt it. She's crafty. Now I, I can imagine that she was feigning sleep, but I think. I think she knows what she's up to. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. So anyway, but when I do sleep, I sleep on a Tempur-Pedic or something the, you know, the equivalent of. Right. My pillow, my so pillow. to speak. The whole series of my pillows strewn out underneath. I think that guy I think that guy's fantastic. He's a Plus true it's machine washable. That, that I haven't tested yet and I'm and I'm 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 hesitant to because anytime you put a pillow into the wash it comes out different. Right, like The Fly with Jeff Goldblum. Remember that movie, The Fly? Yeah. Well, Jeff be a Goldblum, lesson to people. Jeff Goldblum went in and right. was, you know, and he did not come, come out. out. Not the right. same. No. There's a fly. No. Right. It became a fly. So there's a couple of lessons we learned from that, right? I mean, one is don't let the fly into that thing, that transporter. But how do you was. do that? You build like a screen door, right? I don't know why you didn't just have one of those blue lights hanging in there. I mean, if you simply had that. Gah. If it, but you would still have the, the fly DNA, right, even if it were dead. Well, I guess you probably would. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You'd have, to, you'd have to have a very powerful blue light. You know who I never really liked was Gina Davis. I thought she was miscast in that movie. I, I don't Pamela even Anderson remember her in that movie. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Gina Davis was the love interest of the fly, a.k.a. John. Oh, Goldberg. right, right. <laughs> but who I'm just saying. the kid? Because the kid winds up off in him. Rusty? Oh, that's vacation. Oh. I think. Good talk, son. Yeah. Big Ben, Parliament. <laughs> there it is, kids. That was a great movie. Those were all great movies. Christmas Vacation happens to be my favorite. I greatly in- enjoyed Shitter's Full. Shitter's Full. Yeah. 
It's good. Morning, Clark. I, 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 um, but back to the, the, the pillow, I, I don't like feathers in my nest. So At the, all. So to go back to your original no. question, the answer is no. No, it's not a feather nest, but there is a polysynthetic, non-allergenic lining to the nest. I mean, you're not sitting yeah. on the twig. No, and I'm losing feeling in my jaw every morning for about two hours, but I assume that's just natural. <laughs> Probably. I mean, there's nothing to be worried about that. No. No, no, no. no. It's like an Easter egg hunt without the eggs, my friend. You'll get there eventually. Mm. You just won't have any eggs. Mm. Speaking of which, Easter's coming up. We've yeah. got some great... Um, uh, egg hunts. Great. The egg hunts. The, the big Easter egg roll will be on the White House. White lawn House. The day after lawn Easter. the White House, correct. That'll be fun. Um you went to that, I understand. I did, yeah. when I was a kid, yeah. That's interesting. And uh, when you attended, how was President Harding? Was he was He, he was in good spirits. If there's one thing Harding loved, it was an egg roll. Yeah. Not the meal, not the Chinese dish, but the actual physical rolling of an egg. Yeah. Now, back in that day, my friend, it was typically duck eggs. Chicken eggs were looked down upon. At the egg roll. Duck eggs a little bigger. Somebody told me it was fake with duck eggs, but I'm not, I don't remember that conversation. So. Yeah, right. no, but, so, but Harding also liked scotch and the secretarial pool at the White House. It's my understanding. And who could buy? I mean, if, if you like scotch, secretaries, and egg rolling. Egg rolls. With the, with the duck sauce. Well, again, it's all the duck circle. eggs. To full circle. Right. That duck sauce is fantastic. What's it's it's not made sweeter. from a duck. No, but it's sweeter. It's like oyster sauce is not made from an oyster. Ah. Anyway. Um, but you've actually, for our folks at home, you've actually been to a couple of these big old Easter egg rolls. You've won your share of competitions. I have. You've enjoyed they can get a fierce. You've enjoyed a picnic lunch or two. On the South Lawn. Yeah. You've actually commiserated with one Edith Wilson post Woodrow Wilson stroke. That's right. again, no one has these kind of stories. Yeah, everyone so. needs a shoulder to cry on, my friend. Yeah. I'm just happy to be there. So we get some some rather disturbing photos of you, looking much like you do today, back you know, with U.S. Grant rolling eggs on the White Ulysses. House. What a guy! Yeah, unconditional, guy, yeah. unconditional surrender, Grant. Yeah. One of the greats. One of the greats. Yes. One of the real greats. Some people have always said he's the Jack Brohammer of U.S. presidents. Jack Brohammer, utility infielder for the Boston Red Sox on uh, that '77 team that we often talk about. Correct. I would I, I would say that's a reasonable analogy. I mean, he's sort of a utility president. Yeah. Right. Man of the people. Talk about feathering one's own nest. Yes, correct. Yeah. I was going to say never saw never saw a personal transaction he yeah. didn't like. You know what? Didn't, didn't want to do a lot of diligence. It's good to be on the that. president. It is friend. good, to be, good to be the president. Subsequent to having uh, arguably been materially involved in the victory in the Civil War. I'm not going to say he won it. So might be a stretch. One William Tecumseh Sherman. Mm. Would have something to say about that. Correct, my friend. One of these days we should do greatest inventor of all time, right? Or if you had okay. to put to, how about that? Uh, something will tease this, but okay. if you had to put together a um, uh, a league softball team in this current environment, which means, of course, you have to have two women in the you know, right, and you had to do it with only inventors. Oh, that's a good one. We can we should put some time and effort into that. That's a good one. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to map it out, right? You have to go through and, and actually figure out. And you need out. a manager. I can Crusty manage. old manager. You I want to manage? manage? I can manage. Although well, Tesla's always good. Tesla would be good. Or Count Dracula. <clears throat> a prolific inventor, but never gets any credit. Never. No. Never. A lot of his, the, the, the things he invented were more 
methods of doing right. things. Right. Yeah, no, he was a big method. Yeah. He had some eligibility issues with some of the things that he, he wasn't the doing, count came He wasn't up doing with. much inventing down in that uh, dungeon. <laughs> no. Put it that no. way. Yeah, no, he was more of a process guy. Yeah, but I'm I'm excited about uh, it, unlike you know the the Pipcos um, and the business model um, that uh, it doesn't appear to be working. I, I I still think that putting aside the the whole um, public company model, there are lots of ways to deploy capital in the intellectual property sure. space. Oh, sure. And what people need to understand, I think, and this is probably the whole message you take out of this. Other than your 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 uh, unabashed excitement for next week when we're going to go through and actually come up with this inventor softball league, um, is the fact that you need to understand that markets change, markets evolve, markets don't stay the same, right? I mean, uh, uh, you know, just take a look at the different technologies and how they evolve, and the fact that you have seven or eight devices. Five years ago, before that, you had two rather huge, cumbersome devices that couldn't travel, and now you have one, right? You have your phone. So um, markets change, uh, strategies have to change, and in the intellectual property space, while the importance of IP has never been greater, right, given um, the, the fact that we're an uh, intellectual property-based uh, economy, uh, given the fact that there's more foreign competition than ever before, uh, and given the fact that investors look first and foremost to what have you invented, how are you innovating to determine whether or not they're going to give you their investment dollars. Um, and the secondary market for patents, as we've shown with our Monument Bank of Intellectual Property, which is now in its third year, third year yeah, correct, um, has, never been, has never been better. Um, so I think all this bodes well for the IP space, but it doesn't bode well for the people that are reading yesterday's playbook. Well, but you just said it. The world has become a smaller place. Innovation is critical, right? So, and and being able to protect your innovation internationally is critical, and and being an innovator is critical. And ironically, those in the PIPCO, with the PIPCO business model, are trying to make money based on innovation without themselves innovating. Yeah. It's almost like if you entered the NFL today and you tried to Run, run like a single wing? Yeah, or run the, the, the Green Bay sweep constantly, right? Maybe you'll get four or five yards the first play, but eventually they're going to put nine men in the box. They're going to stop you. The key is when they put nine men in the box, you send out four wide. Maybe you have Edelman going spread the slot. Spread it out a little bit. Spread that out a little oh, yeah. bit. And then, and then just start firing the ball all over the place. Markets evolve, right, much like sports. I mean, it's a perfect analogy because it's true. So the, the folks that are... Um, going to thrive in this business are the folks that actually change their, their model. And, and look, Wyland, I don't know anything about this acquisition other than what I read in their 8K, but it looks interesting. It looks like a real operating company. It looks like a company that has about 100 or so patents, 80 to 100. So that's all that's all great. But I think it, on, on these other companies, what's incumbent on them is to get their IP assets and put them to work, not in the courthouse, but in the... Good night. You all right over there? Yeah, do that. I think I came right out of your old kisser. It might have. Good Lord. <laughs> Is it minty? That, something just snapped in my mouth. Um, not in the courthouse, but actually in, in the boardroom, yeah. right? And that's, I think, what these companies like Acacia, like Marathon, like DSS, like, oh, I don't know, even RPX on the other mm-hmm. side. That's what they have to do. 
Well, and to carry your point further, I think the analogy is a good one in that this might have much come like, from my mouth, actually. Much like sports requires adapting to an evolving market, you still have to have the talent, right? Whether you're running the single wing or the Green Bay sweep or the West Coast offense, if you don't have talent at those positions, you're never going to be successful. And I think that is probably an issue with some of these PIPCOs as well, is they just lack the talent. Just like WrestleMania one. three, as you were saying earlier. Why don't you show that in Three or four. No, you said three. I don't. Again, this is a falling right along the Coachella. I can look it up if you'd like. WrestleMania starts with W. Okay, well, forget it. But I think I think the the ability to adapt is key. The ability to realize that IP assets um, can be repurposed, can be reused. Sure. And I think Wylan is in the is in one mold of a company that is adopting some of these other companies. It's to be determined. Man, they're up to WrestleMania 33, my friend. They are not. I'm looking at it right here. Was WrestleMania 33 The Undertaker's last ride? I wouldn't know. I haven't watched... Uh, Who's The Undertaker? I haven't watched a WrestleMania in a long time. Wrestle, wrestling is not nearly as good as it once was. Back in the day, my friend. I know we're middle-aged at this point, but... Were you one of those guys that um, rooted for the Iron Sheik? Uh, see that, that again? That's even beyond my time. What the hell does that mean? That was in a different time, quantum state, something to that effect. Someone's getting married here. This is all very interesting. Uh, you know, though, this all reminds me um, of a quote: uh, "Rivers belong where they can ramble; eagles belong where they can fly." I've got to be where my spirit can run free. Got to find my corner of the sky. Mm. That, my friend, was uttered by poetry. one Ben Vereen in the in the play, the the hit Tony winning Broadway musical Pippin. Correct. Talk about a guy that could adopt Ben Vereen. Didn't he also play Webster's uh, uncle? You know, on the who TV else show was Webster. There? Corner of the sky. The Jackson Five, my friend. I'm not sure what that means. That's what it means. So, yeah, no, I think we've come uh, obviously full circle. We've talked about Ben Vereen, the Jackson 5, WrestleMania, Coachella for the C, and uh, Pipco's. I don't know how much more you could ask out of a couple of guys in a, in a half-hour podcast pre-Easter. We even like got the White House Easter egg rolls. You know what, though? I was going to get that. And, and I, I'll give you my fearless prediction of the week. Okay. Um, we got the Masters coming up this weekend. Mm. I think, um, and I'm going to go out on a limb here. But I, I think it's going to be a close one. Because, again, some of the uh, elite players aren't playing or not, aren't playing well. Rory McIlroy is having, been, having had some issues. Um, I think this is where Sergio Garcia breaks through. I think he's, he's due. Gonna, he's due. I see Sergio winning this. But it's not going to be easy. I, I, I see a playoff. Sure. Maybe with um, uh, the Englishman, Justin Rose. I'm not, don't, don't hold me to that. But... I think Sergio's going to finally break through and get his first major. I don't know Rose all that well. Sergio Garcia, though, I think has been training well for an event like the Masters. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, think he's, I think he's hungry for a green jacket. So let's just see what happens. In a playoff, I could easily see. It's going to be, it's going to be a tight race there. Weather's going to have play a factor, I think. I don't think weather will play a factor at all. You don't think so? Nope. I don't think it'll be windy, nothing? That might be a little wind, but it's not okay. going to come into play. Yeah. Well, I, we'll see, see. I see a one-hole playoff, maybe. 
Nothing like what you're predicting. So is it like a playoff in a small bathroom? Uh, 18. The, the, the way it works in Augusta is you play 18 again, then you go to 11. And, but anyway, it won't matter because I, I think it's a one playoff hole type thing. Could be. Could we'll, be. I we'll guess we'll see. just have to wait we will. and see. All right. Well, that is, uh, wraps it up for us. Been another exciting episode of IP Frequently. And if any luck at all, we'll do it again. Just remember, if it's not IP, unless it's, it's frequently. Unless you, it's, I, it's <laughs> to say it's not IP unless it's frequently. Oh, so That's you it. were kicking that to me. Let's try it again. Because they can edit this part, right? Right, sure. You should say it. Just okay. Because you know, it's not IP. Unless it's frequently. That's correct. Perfect.